sure, like all these things are coming for us, all these changes are happening. But at the same time, all these things are empowering you to create the kind of life that you want. So we're watching our parents learning all these patterning and then we say we have a her hereditary disease. You don't. You've learned a pattern of emotional state that has now been passed down into your body because of what you've learned from your parents. Hi and welcome to the Expansive Podcast. My name is Eric Kruger. I'm a speaker and author and as always, but before we get to that, uh, I'm joined by my ever-elegant co-host. Today's a very special episode. Uh, today's episode is about John's brand new book, his fifth book, um, his soon-to-be best-selling new book, Who Do We Become? John, welcome to the podcast, <laughs> <Hi>. brother. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for welcoming me to my uh, to our own podcast. It's very <laughs> yeah. nice to be interviewed yeah. on the podcast to today. Today, today you're not my co-host. Today you are being interviewed. So th okay. that's why I'm welcoming you. Uh, today uh, you're being you. interviewed you. on your new book. Um, incredible. How do you feel that it's birth and that it's out into the world? You know, it's you know this. When whenever you write a book, you don't know how it's going to be uh, received, and uh, it seems so far. I've had like five or six people give me some feedback and I've really enjoyed it. And uh, they've really enjoyed the writing style. And, 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 you know, so funny because when I, when I was speaking to my copywriter, I said, I want this to be a warm conversation with a friend. And I've had two people out of the people that have come back to me says, it feels like you're talking to me like I'm your friend. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, the book is really about like trying to engage with people in a vulnerable way about what's happening and I keep saying this in my talks as well, is that we're all in this boat together. We're all going through the sadness, the strangeness, and this adventure together. This really is just a, it's a mass human adventure that we're on. Mm. And so don't feel victimized by it. And I wanted that book to really bring that across is that I'm also going through stuff. You know what I mean? Like deep stuff, like really deep stuff. And the loneliness that I felt over COVID-19 was real, you know, it was so real, it was so tough and, I write a lot about that, and I think a lot of people relate to that. And that was the point of the book: is that we're all human, and we're all in this journey together. Mm. But it feels good. Amazing. It feels good for it to be out. Listen, so we'll unpack the book a little bit as we go. Um, I think the first question that I just have for you is: This is book number five. How is this book different from your previous books, and specifically, how's it different from Future Next? Because Future Next was a book that you brought out with uh, Iraj as the pandemic sort of caught some wind like as it as it got bigger and bigger like midway through um how is this different from future next so every single one of my books talks about the same topic right it's always about human psychology preparation for the future and the future but it's always evolving so two things are always evolving the world is obviously always evolving and my understanding of it gets deeper every year and so my sharing in the books is often my new understanding of a better way to engage with a fast changing world. But the future next book was very much a textbook around how businesses need to deal with the future. And that's why I brought Iraj Abedian on board because he's an economist and I wanted his help to understand how do we change businesses and organizations around the thinking about the future where who do we become is a much more personal story around me and the human factor that needs to now evolve as we go into the future. 
And you know, the more Joe Dispenza work I do, the more I realize that actually the future has got everything to do with how you deal with the present moment. And how you deal with the present moment is how you speak to yourself, what memories you have, what trauma you carry, what's your personality right now, what behaviors, thinking, acting, and feeling are you doing right now. And that determines your future. So the more and more I go into the world of the future, the more and more I write these books, the more and more I realize it's the human factor that's the most important thing and the experience we're having of this timeline. Perfect. So I think with that, let's kick off into the book then. And you can maybe tell us what the overarching theme here is. Like you've already laid out a little bit of it. Um, I know the book has these three different sections. But for someone who's never heard you speak about this before, who's maybe new to the podcast, uh, what is who do we become about? So the question itself, who do we become, is the question that most people are not wanting to ask is, how do I evolve to meet this future? And what most people are doing is they're scared of the future. They're angry with the future. They're angry with governments. They're angry with power utilities. They, they're angry with Bitcoin. They're just angry. There's people that are frustrated and angry with things because they're not as they used to be. That's really pretty much what it is, is that the world isn't as it used to be. We're not quite where we need to be. We're in this transition phase between where we were, which was the comfort zone of the known and almost a terrible known because we were all anxious and and it wasn't a great known. It was just familiar. And so here we are in a process whereby people are not willing to ask the most important question. How do I evolve? What do I need to do to meet this future, take advantage of this future, arrive at it before other people do so I can add more value, make more money, have more impact, be more successful. And so really the book is asking this big question. Who are you becoming? Like, what are you doing to evolve? I mean, you and I were just having this chat before we started recording the podcast. It's like, what new input are you bringing into your mind? What radically changing inputs are you bringing into your life? You know, going through social media, reading a book is not good enough. It's, it's really about, you know, like, I mean, look, I'm a big fan of ayahuasca and obviously Dr. Joe and all these things. These are radical new inputs into your consciousness. When you leave, you are a brand new person by magnitudes of degrees. And so for me, this book is about really getting you to ask a question of how are you dealing with this trauma? What are you doing to want to evolve? And how are you adding new skills to your repertoire to be able to meet this future where it is instead of complaining, angry, frustrated, you know, irritated, anxious, all mm-hmm. these emotions that most people are having right now, which is never going to help us evolve, right? So that's why I wrote it. It's like, look, who, who are you becoming? And look, even myself, right? So remember the metaverse and Bitcoin and all these things. Remember how I jumped in? We did a couple of podcasts about yeah. it. I just jumped in, dived in because, you know, I just had to learn it. I didn't, I, I, there was no choice. I had to, even though it hurt my head for three days, four days, five days, five weeks, eventually I got it. You know what I mean? So Mm. I think this is the, this is the whole point as human beings. We love and are addicted to familiarity and our comfort zones. And I just want people to understand that this luxury is not available anymore. Yeah. And it's actually, it's incredible um, how difficult it is to change. I mean, we speak about this quite often, but when you just think that very often, uh, one of the biggest challenges for us is that we think we've changed but really we haven't changed, right? Like, but it feels, it feels like it. It feels like you're in the process of it because you are learning new things. Well, I want to say learning, but like put that into like air quotes because you feel like you're learning, but you're not learning. You feel like you're changing, but you're not changing. You feel like you're adapting, but you're not adapting. <laughs> yeah. um, but the feeling is there. The illusion of it is there. 
So how I think, do people I, then, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a thought process that's there. It's not a feeling. Because I, 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 with, with Joe's work, he explains how when it's in your mental state, it's like when you forgive somebody in your head, and then three years later, you hear a song and it takes you right back there to the person you hated and you wanted to kill, right? Which means you emotionally haven't evolved. You've mentally made a decision to forgive, which is very different to emotionally evolving. And so the thing is, is that we all want to change, but what makes you radically change is radical steps. Like what radical steps are you taking into your life to radically bring new input into your mind so that your heart can change, your body can change, and you can perceive the life ahead differently. And I think anybody who knows me pre my success with books and speaking knows a very, very different John, like an exceptionally different John. And most of my friends from back then are like, jeez, like what happened? And I was like, you know where I've been? I've been picking my lungs out in ayahuasca, crying, and I've been meditating for eight hours a day. I've been, I've been doing radical things because mm-hmm. I really want to create a life of seamless, energetic, optimism and if i can have this you know like flying where i want to fly traveling to where i want to travel being with friends and and having them miss me you know this was a meditation i did this morning is i've got friends that miss me and send me send me messages say i miss you that for me i even feel emotional about it you know that's such Mm. that's such a beautiful thing to have to for somebody to miss you and that's also part of this mission is how do you be so open-hearted that you're always having an added value wherever you go? And this is the work that you need to do to evolve into this new consciousness for the world that we're going into. Um, there's that meme that always goes around that says, you know, like if two people are speaking and the one says, you've changed. And then the other person says, thank you. Yeah, like that's, yeah. what, that's, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and as long as you're changing towards being more open-hearted yeah you know just add more value man just add more value it always comes back to you just add more value and you know i'm not perfect i'm still learning but um you know surprise people and delight people with your generosity optimism and and spirit you know so in the book then you say well okay well if you're going through change um there are these different states that you might find yourself in the three different states or maybe maybe you phrase it differently but um what are those three states and, and why are they important? Or, or why is the book divided into those three sections? It's divided into a three sections because that's where I feel. It's how I feel about this transformation. And the three sections are anguish, abnormal, and adventure. And the anguish of COVID-19. The anguish of watching so many people die. And politics being all over the place and people's relationships breaking and just all our career and you and my, you and my careers went to zero mm. and so many of places just went to zero and it just has so much turmoil, so much trauma. And then also we had all this time to think about all the crap in our lives. And so all this stuff came up, you know, this pause really brought up a lot of unhealed trauma that we had to deal with. So the first part of it was really about my anguish. It was about my loneliness. And and I've I've worked a lot on it, but feeling so lonely when I was at the farm. And look, thank God I was with my parents and on the farm. I had a Mm. wonderful time there, but still so lonely. I felt so isolated and lonely. And and look, many people spent their times in an apartment with 10 other people, which I'm saying 
obviously people had it worse, but in my own psyche, uh, I felt very lonely. I felt very deflated. All of my energy came from being on stage and traveling around the world and all of it got taken away from me in a flick of a finger. And I just lost so much. In fact, I even think I'm only getting it back now. Like over the last three, four months, am I starting to feel that em emerging energy again, you know? So the first part is all about the sadness and we all went through our own version of sadness. Unfortunately, some people are still stuck in the sadness. I was working with PwC in Greece the other day and I was saying to them, how many people are still stuck in anger that the world has changed? And many people have. And you know what anger is? Anger is unresolved sorrow, unresolved uh, um, sadness. And so, yes, that's what's happening in the world. People are still angry and people are still sad. And I wanted to relate to people that I went through it and this is normal to go through as we go through a process of transformation, as you leave for the adventure of new, as the hero's journey begins, where do you go through first? You, you, hit, you hit your head. That's what you have to mm. do. And so mm. this hitting my head took two years, you know, it was, it was a flipping long time. And do then, think, yeah. Sorry, do you think that, um, that we are perhaps perpetually stuck in a state of anguish at some level constantly? Yes, if we, are, if we are not aware of the way we think, act, and feel, yes, we are in repetition. You know, two, mm. was it two episodes ago, even last episode, we spoke about the fact that people are addicted to lives they don't even like. Yeah. I mean, that, that line just hits me in the gut every time, even though every time I say it. It's, like Power, hey? sure. it's yeah. such a powerful line. You're addicted to a life you don't even like. And I made a post the other day on social and I said, we exasperate our memories. We make them bigger than they were. We ex exaggerate them, we dramatize them to give us a better motivating factor to feel sadder, angrier, more emotional. Mm. And mm. so we are addicted to a past we didn't even have. Like, it's like, mm. This is sure. so unbelievable, yeah. the patterning <laughs> that we have inside our heads, right? The psyche is just so ridiculously mm. intelligent. So yes, are we suffering from anguish? Yes, because it's repetition. It might mm. be even our parents' anguish that we are still reliving, mm. that we learned from them. I read the other day, kids with asthma usually have parents that are anxious. And if you think about it, people who are anxious don't breathe deeply. And if you think about mm. parents, I mean, kids, kids don't listen to their parents, they watch them. And so, oh, as I say that, I just want to take a deep breath, actually. Mm. Um, so, so we're watching our parents learning all these patterning. And then we say we have uh, her hereditary disease. You don't. You've learned a pattern of emotional state that has now been passed down into your body because of what you've learned from your parents, you know? So yes, I think we are carrying our forefathers addictions within our mm. own psyches without mm. even realizing them, which has been a big part of my healing process with family constellation is hearing, clearing our family lineage, you know? So the second part of the book is about abnormal and abnormal is all about how AI is going to change the world. Um, when I finished writing the book a year ago, AI hadn't done many of its tricks that it's done over the last three weeks or three months. And we have shared that uh, on this podcast around AI becoming an artist with Dali2, a original text writer with GPT-3, and now protein being folded in new ways to create new enzymes, which now can disintegrate plastic. So the world we're moving into is going to be incredibly abnormal. And add to this, I think aliens are still coming. So add to this aliens. And now you just have a world that is just made out of sci-fi. You know what I mean? It's just sci-fi. It's just yeah. absolutely sci-fi. What is that? You know, it's never a good sign when an engineer from Google gets fired for leaking the documents of 
AI becoming Sen- sentient. sentient. Like, yeah. like, that's like when somebody gets fired, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. There's something going on there. If, if it was just like a, a, a tap on the hand and then get back to the office, that would be different. He got fired. So look, there's a lot of strangeness yet to come. And I think we have to become ready for it. And we can't be dragging our old selves into this new, strange new world, you know? Mm. And so the abnormal is about a bunch of different things that are becoming abnormal from education to transportation. And I go through all the things that are changing all the mm. time. And then the last part is... Can I, can I quickly stop you there before Sorry. you get to that? Um, you know, it, I, I really do think of myself as someone who's um, able to just stay up to date with what's happening. And who, like, I feel like I can have, uh, I have it under control. I feel like I, I kind of understand what's happening in the world around me most of the time. And that definitely hasn't been the feeling that I've had over the past year and a half <laughs> <Yeah>. or so. <laughs> it's just been like the, the acceleration has just been immense. And um, a- apart from AI, like when you think of the metaverse, if you think of uh all the discussions around gender, like it isn't just, it feels like this change isn't just confined to like the tech Technology, space. Right? Like yeah. It's like, it's everywhere. It is in how we view religion. It's in how we view, um, I even want to say like, if I, if I look at Netflix, like the, all the, the barrage of like documentaries we get, like getting a look into how very abnormal people function, like serial killers to high performers. Like I feel like, even that, like the access to so much content. And so there was a, a thing I read about the, um, the impact of seeing so many beautiful people um, mm. that, yeah, I, I wish I could find that. I must go back and see if I can find it. But the headline was essentially that you've never in your life had the ability to see so many beautiful people in one time. <laughs> and so because true. of Yeah, and because of that, um, I think they were saying that all of a sudden your expectations of what you could get oh, wow. or who you can marry or whatever wow. is, is raised you, you think so you deserve right. more yeah oh my god <laughs> and Jesus, so that's having so an true. impact on people's dating profiles and their dating lives like but it's just like all of these changes it's it's like you have to really you have to really breathe and you have to really think through what this means for you and like we've we've unpacked this time and time again in the podcast like how are you going to remain relevant when everything is changing so rapidly and the AI is taking over even what you thought is your most creative aspect of who you are. So that's where the adventure then kicks in, right? It's yeah, exactly. And, and that's okay. the point of the adventure is in order for us to have an adventure and look, just let me do before I even get in there. That was fantastic. What you just said, I didn't, I didn't even think about that. You know, I'm on this dating site called Raya and yep. it's just like international dating site. It costs a couple hundred dollars to get on. And you can be, you only have to be nominated. You have to be nominated to get on. And my God, you're so right. She's a people on there. I'm like, what? Like people are just unbelievable. Like, I can't believe how good looking people are. It's like, like everybody's better looking. That's what's happened. Everybody's just yeah. better looking. Like everywhere you go, even here in Cape Town, dude, you go to the beach, you're like, geez, I'm gonna, I mean, I got four and a half pack, right? Because eight packs everywhere. I'm like, dude, like, I feel fat and I'm not even fat. I'm not fat at all. I'm in good shape, but I feel fat. So, um, yeah, the standard, the standard has definitely risen with our expectations. And yeah, so it, well, our perception yeah. of it. Yeah, our perception of it yeah. has become an awareness of it. Yeah. And then you have the adventure. And adventure for me is about how do you design 
your internal mind, your internal game, your inner game to meet this world at where it's at. And I'm a big proponent of the fact of intuition. And, you know, this idea of intuition moving from muscles to brain to heart just makes so much sense. You know, agricultural muscles, industrial intelligence, um, uh, quantum heart. And so this idea of intuition, I break down the, the four steps of intuition, the wisdom, the curiosity, the imagination, and the experimentation. And um, really try and get people to understand that the skill sets we'll need for the future are just going to be so radically different. And the best way to get people to understand how to do this is to get them to do it for their kids. Because when you want to do it for yourself, it seems like hard work. But the minute you want to do it for your kids, you've got all this energy and you're like, okay, let me do it for my kids. And so firstly, you want to get your kids not to have any bad memories. It's like heal their bad memories, talk through them, don't bottle them up, let them speak about them, let them expose themselves out of it, you know, get some healing going straight away. I mean, at Joe Dispenza, there's like 12-year-old kids meditating there. I'm like, lucky little shits. Yeah, sure. Because they're learning these skills so early, you know. Then curiosity is allowing your kids to follow what makes them most excited, whether it's online, offline, getting them the exposure to as many different startups and businesses as possible, get them to understand what gets them to come alive. Um, because the future is not about fitting in, getting a job and getting a degree. It's about fitting out and bringing your own genius to the world. And then three, imagination is how do you get your kids to think about probable and plausible futures? And we all don't give enough credit to imagination. What is imagination? It's uh, intention setting. It's... Um, Law of attraction, it's creating in the quantum. It's when you feel like buying a new car and then all of a sudden you start seeing that car everywhere. Like, who did that? Like, it's your imagination that's looking for those things to be, your beliefs to be caught into the real world. And so we don't give it enough power. And then the fourth one is experimentation. Try different things. Try new things. Like, it's new inputs again, right? We're going back to the beginning of the conversation. Try new things. Mess things up. Try out. Try out. Try out. And then eventually what starts to happen when you go through this process of wisdom, curiosity, imagination, and experimentation, it just becomes a sixth sense. And it's in the sixth sense that this intuition becomes obvious to you. And then when you've got this flow of intuition you start adding value to the world in the most unique way. And in that unique way, you start being given abundance because you're solving people's problems. You, you're adding value in such a new way. Look at all the top 50 chefs in the world. They are all very unique in the way they cook. They're not like other people. You go, you travel to Spain to go to that three Michelin star restaurant. Why? Because nobody does the pasta like he does it. Nobody does the sushi like she does it because it's so unique. The future of the world we're moving into, the adventure we're going into, is when you start to find that uniqueness. And what I call that uniqueness is intuition. So the adventure part of the book is really just about the equation that I'm following and the, the equation that I keep learning more and more about. You know, it's so funny. In foresight, I spoke about um, hindsight, plain sight, insight, and foresight. And I said foresight was wisdom and curiosity. And now I've gone to wisdom, curiosity, imagination, and experimentation and meditation, which is another. So I'm evolving. So as I evolve and I realize there's more to it, I'm like, no, 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 there's more to it. Like there's actually deeper to it. So the book is an extension of John Sarnay's thinking, if I have to mm. say it in any other way. It's, it's my progress in the world, me living my dreams out loud. And uh, trying to get people to share, uh, to to sharing it with people, so other people can also start living a life like this—not like mine, like any life they want—but 
I'm mm. living it. And I, and I want other people to have the skill set. Like you, I was speaking offline just now. I was like, I also want you to have this. You know what I mean? Like do the things, like similar things that I'm doing so that you can also have some sort of um, expression of yourself in a new way. Mm. And so that, that, that's the whole point of the book, asking yourself the biggest question of your life. Who do you become? Who yeah. do you become? Sure. Phenomenal. Um, you know, and I think when you can, when you can shift your focus away from the anguish and away from the abnormal and you can really start focusing on the adventure and be excited for it, you know, it really does give you a different energy for waking up in the morning because you realize that there's so much potential. There's so much that you can create. And that's always, you know, I, I feel like it doesn't get enough airtime is that sure, like all these things are coming for us, all these changes are happening. But at the same time, all these things are empowering you to create the kind of life that you want to create uh, a new way of doing things, a new version of who you are going to be. And I guess that's often, like you were saying, like that is the, the invitation here is that see these things happening in the world around you, but notice in it that uh, there's real space for transformation and for reinvention. And the way that you get there and the way that you, uh, that you figure it out is by wrestling with this question, who do we become? I think you, thank you so much for that summary. Uh, you said it beautifully, but I think you also hit the nail on the head a little bit earlier is that if you start practicing the adventure formula, you bypass, you like skip over uh, the anguish and abnormal. Like you can fast track it. The less self-work you do, the less you start thinking like in a new way and feeling in a new way, the longer you stay stuck and sad and strange and anguish and abnormal. So you're continuously going, I can't believe AI is going to do this. I, I, I'm so scared of this. Oh, blockchain is rubbish. Oh, I can't understand the government. Uh, uh, uh. You're just addicted to being your <laughs> stupid old self. That's what you're saying. The <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> there we have it. That's the summary of the book. Stop being your stupid old self. Just evolve already. Come on, man. Let's all go together. I also want, I want everybody. I want everybody to be part of this process. <laughs> Listen, brother. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for that. Um, I think that was a great introduction to the book, and I really hope that everyone who listens to this will go pick up a book, um, especially now as you get busy with the work after the work. We've spoken about this before as well. I love that. that. Uh, once the work is done for the book, now the real work starts of <laughs> yeah. getting the book out there. So lots Funny, of speaking about the book. I had an interview at 5.30 this morning. I, I was meditating. I only clicked at 6 o'clock when meditation ended. I was like, oh, shit, I missed that, medita- <laughs> that interview. So, yes, there's going to be a lot of interviews coming up. <laughs> so that's amazing. Um, in between, so just tell people what to expect. Um, obviously, the best thing to do is to uh, follow me on social media, on Twitter, <laughs> on Instagram, and then I'll let you know what John is doing. <laughs> Yes, everybody, follow Eric, and then he'll <laughs> share my things on his page. No, uh, 14th uh, of July, um, Johannesburg exclusive books, Hyde Park. Uh, so please come and join us there. Uh, there's a lot on social media about it. Then on the 20th of July, um, I have my good friend Eric MCing for us at the Cape Town City Convention Center. Not sorry, sorry, sorry. Century City Convention Center. Um, and, uh, that's going to be about six thirty, seven o'clock and I'll be doing a talk and some book signings and there'll be some snacks as well and quite a bit of press that's going to be coming there. So 
yeah, please come through to, if you're in Joburg, please listen to the 14th, come to the 14th, if you're in Cape Town, the 20th, and then Dubai, we'll be doing a launch in September or October, depending on when I get back. I've already got an, uh, a sort of people ready there for that. So, yeah, there's quite a lot of work still to come to launch the book. And really the ultimate thing is to try and build more optimism in people for all this change that's coming. And that's why I wanted to get this book out there. Mm. Thank you. Listen, brother, um, all the best for the book. Um, Thank of course, you. I'll be li- right along you supporting you. And so Thank will you. everyone who's listening to the podcast. Thank uh, you. Congratulations Thank you. again. Uh, incredible. Thank you. Thank five. You. <laughs> that's getting a bit boring now, John. Come on, man. Again, John. Come on, man. <laughs> well, listen, book number six is on the on the cards already for oh, both yes, of us. Oh, yes, you're right. It yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is. Of course. Um, of course. So to everyone tuning in, thank you so much for joining us for this special episode. Um, it's always great to be able to celebrate these milestones. And I think it's important that we stop and slow down and, and actually do that. So uh, thank you for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast when, uh, wherever you listen to it, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. And we are on this mission to hit 200 reviews by the end of the year. So if you can find it in your heart to leave us a kind word on iTunes, then we'd appreciate that. Uh, a five-star review is usually the best. Those are our favorite ones to Anything, see. If it, look, if you're not going to give a five-star review, don't worry about what Eric just said. Just leave it. Just leave it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, John, catch you again Ciao, ciao, ciao. Looking forward to it. Bye.